Welcome to your weekly episode of Reset 42. In each episode, we want to carefully sit with the vulnerability and generosity of a guest who has reset their life. Some have just kicked life into gear again. Others are truly survivors. And we'll speak with people who've dug deep to find their passion and reset to a true north. It all begins in five, four, three, two, one. Have you ever found that your life is heading off in a totally different direction and it's all because something shifted? shifted priorities. You know, whether they were intentional or part of just the gradual slope of a life where your hand isn't holding onto the wheel, they can have a big effect further down the track. One small change away from your goal or dreams will be further away in a month, more in a year, and way off course in a decade. So how do we reset the course? Now here's your host, a deeply devoted movie tragic who didn't realise Julie Andrews wasn't really a nun, it's Andrew Pitchford. Well, welcome back to Reset 42. Good to be with you again as we're going to keep exploring some of the triggers that we've discovered may contribute to why we need to reset life. And over the next six weeks, we're going to be looking at a few different words before we start talking to some interview guests who have reset life. Some that have faced major tragedies, others that have been involved in uh, just the little things of life getting in the way of what we want to do, the dreams, the vision, all of that sort of stuff. Well, right now, it's a Sunday afternoon here in Brisbane, Australia, a balmy 28 degrees Celsius, 85 degrees Fahrenheit for my friends over in the US of A, and I'm enjoying just settling down and thinking about where this Reset 42 podcast is going to go. But right now, let's have a look at this week's episode. We're going to be having a look at what happens when something shifts in life. So sometimes shifted, drifted, it may affect priorities, it may be that life has just slightly moved to the left or to the right. So where do we start? Well, whether because of the environment you're currently living in, maybe it's factors that are gathered around you, you have shifted your focus. Now, to be clear, shifting our focus can be intentional. We actually decide to do it. Or it can also come through the influence of the space in which we're living. You know, when you feel like you're just buffeted by the winds, etc., And when we talk about the environment, it can be because of our health, maybe it's career, forces that are happening in the workplace. It can come down to finance, and finance is sometimes the things we're controlling, and sometimes the finance that's controlling us. Now, what about education elements? You know, sometimes you're taking yourself down a particular course of study, and either the course isn't what you expected, or maybe the results you were hoping to achieve just haven't been quite up to standard. So what do you do? Well, when we look at this, we are creatures of habit, but also we're very communal. So seeking the safety and assurance of those around us, that often leads to our consent or helping us walk or act in a different way because of what's happening in a group. So you can imagine there's a lot to do with the people around us affecting either our success, our failure, our challenges in life, because we're shifting based on the people that we're walking with. So we're going to have a look at that as well. But before we go too much further, let's have a look at one of the personas. Last week in the introduction to the podcast, I said that in the course of getting ready to write a book on what it is to reset life, I was putting together six personas that talk about the different types of people the book would be for. Now this week we're looking at the subject of shifted priorities, and the persona that we've written for is about Brooke, a 31-year-old lawyer. 
Let me give you a bit of background to Brooke and maybe we can kind of get an idea of her story. So she's single at the moment, but she's been dating Corbin for six months. Now, she's the eldest daughter of three girls. You can imagine what it's like being the eldest, if you're like me. Her mother's still alive, but sadly her father died two years ago, so she's probably still getting over that. Every now and again, Brooke notices that she suffers from anxiety attacks. In her work, she's actually been a lawyer for six years. She has a dual degree in law and commerce, and she's been specialising in environmental law. Now, she really enjoys serving on community boards and participating and giving back to the community through those ideas. Let's have a talk about her passions and her joys. Well, Brooke really enjoys growing ferns. At home, she's a little bit of a a bookworm. She reads history-based novels, and she loves seeing initiatives that have a passion for the environment. So anything to do with making sure that the local parks are being looked after, fantastic. Anything to do with rubbish cleanup, fantastic. But if you come back to some of Brooke's dreams, where she wanted to see herself in the future, it's actually quite a different story. She always wanted to start a sunflower farm. She dreamed of maybe a cafe on the farm and a tourist attraction where busloads would come in and take photos in the sunflowers. And she also had a dream of raising her own family and she'd like to have two daughters. So there you go. Brooke actually had a plan, something that she really felt was going to be the dream life. Now, Steering through all of the education and everything, getting her law degree and becoming quite a responsible and senior partner, not partner, but participant in the law firm, you could say that she's been really successful. But when Brooke takes a step back and looks at things, she really feels that a lot of the focus on her career was to please her parents. Now, you can imagine that there's been a lot of influences in Brooke's life. Obviously, her parents wanted the very best for her, and that steered her towards a great education. In terms of a career, a good lawyer is going to be earning good money. It's probably quite a stable career. You can imagine there's a lot of good intentions that come with that. But at the same time, was it part of the dream? So do we feel that Brooke actually shifted in terms of the dream or was it something that gradually took hold of her? Maybe you'd like to join us in our Facebook group. If you go to Facebook and search for Reset42, you'll find both our page and you'll find our group. Now, after every podcast, I'm hoping that we can actually get in there and have a talk about some of the personas and get your advice. What would you say to Brooke? Is it that she's actually on a good course and she can put things off to the future? Or maybe has her dream just steered slightly away from where she really wanted to go? Here's a little thought. You know, sometimes shifted can be intentional. We've said that. Or it's because of circumstances closing in on us. So when we say shifted... Do we mean drifted? Have we come to this place after month after month or year after year? Did we let incremental change just slowly happen? That's probably an important question to get our head around. There's an old story that I've heard many times in the past about what it means for a ship's captain who's sailing an ocean-going vessel. Now, one of the little dreams that I've got that I'm hoping will take place in the next little while is that I would love to see Cheryl and I go for a cruise. Now, a cruise boat to me, that would be the ideal life. As long as we're not talking the Poseidon adventure and massive roll overseas, I'm kind of thinking more the steady as she goes, beautiful sun, sitting on the balcony, reading a book, and then, of course, taking Cheryl out for dinner at one of the restaurants. But I want to make sure that I'm in the right hands of a captain who knows the way. And apparently, in terms of navigation, if you've got a small course correction, you've noticed that you're off track, 
and you know it's one or two degrees to starb and you've got to bring things back within a few miles, not a major problem. But if the captain lets the ship keep going full steam ahead in the wrong direction for, let's say, an hour, then suddenly it's a major course correction. And that's quite different. So in sea travel, navigation talks about set and drift. Now this refers to the external forces on the ship, such as the wind and the sea currents. And if a captain isn't aware of his surroundings or the the power of his boat, then he has the potential to be off course, on the rocks, or using more fuel than needed to get to the destination. So think of it this way. If a ship's captain travelling at a certain speed of knots and he's just one degree off course, then in 50 kilometres he may have to course correct and he might have lost 30 minutes time. What about if it's in 200 kilometres? Now we're an hour off course and you can imagine the further we go, the worse it gets. Even when you're talking air travel, apparently there's a rule for aviators called the 1 in 60 rule. And that's for the pilot to know that if they're one mile off track after 60 miles, then they're probably off by about one degree. However, the correction may be to change by two degrees to fly parallel to where they were going, and then change another two degrees to point back to the original destination. So you can see how important it is to be aware of our surroundings, to know what's happening. And that comes back to having a sense of who we are and where we want to go. At the middle, sorry, at the moment, I'm in the middle of reading a book. It's called Free to Focus by Michael Hyatt. And one of the things it talks about is actually making sure that you have a sense of your own vision. You know, who do you want to be in five years, 10 years, 20 years? One of the things I find really interesting is that a lot of people get to retirement age and then wonder what to do. Now, even now, Cheryl and I talk about what I want to do when I retire. And the joke and the seriousness is about sitting beside a beach, um, or I should say sitting beside a window, looking over a beach and writing books. Now, I don't want to start that when I retire. I need to start that now. I need to create the habits. I even need to start sharing the idea and the vision so that we're actually moving towards it. And then it becomes part of the overall plan. And what that means is that the more I talk about that vision, that end goal, that dream, is that if I recognize some of my language that maybe is counter to that final vision, I can correct myself. Like the ship's captain who's looking at the ocean currents or maybe looking at which direction the wind's coming from, he can course correct if he can see where the outside forces are coming from. And when it comes to a life that's shifted, that's probably one of the most important things to realize is having a healthy awareness of what's going on around us is probably going to be the contributor to making sure that we stay on track. Now, have you ever done a defensive driving course? You know, in the defensive driving course, sure, they tell you how to tap the brakes, how to be able to brake suddenly. They teach you how to be able to steer out of a skid. They teach you how to be able to look out when you've got an emergency situation. But do you know that the best piece of advice that comes out of any defensive driving course, it's all about looking for the other guy. It's awareness of your surroundings. It's realizing that you could be the best driver on the road and your safety comes back to knowing what the other person's doing. So you can see again that in terms of course corrections, in terms of things that have happened when we've shifted, it really is going to be important to have a healthy awareness of what's happening around you and also having an understanding of your own course. 
When you walked into this episode, you may not have realised you had let life stall. Now, let's keep moving. Tick all those keyboard keys and come on over to us at www.andrewpitchford.com forward slash reset42. So one of the things that we were going to talk about was Brooke's life. Now you may remember she's currently a lawyer, she's really probably quite focused. And when you think about it, that big dream of the sunflower farm that turns into the cafe and becomes a tourist attraction, there's going to be a lot of planning and investment in bringing that to fruition. So what does Brooke at the age of 31 do? Now at the moment she's dating Corbin, it sounds like things are going well, but she's also got a dream about having two children. So is it something that she's off track as this whole idea of being a lawyer? Is it something that she actually can still move towards? One of the things I'm understanding out out of this podcast is that I'm not here to give the answers for Brooke's life. I'm here to discuss the answers with you. And so I'd really like to encourage you to come across to our Facebook page and get involved. In fact, the Facebook group is where we're going to be able to have these conversations. So if you go to Facebook and uh, sorry. Search for Reset42, you'll be able to find our group. Please ask to join, come inside, and let's have a conversation about what's happening with Brooke. But have we got some ideas already? At the moment, she went down this pathway of a career in law because she felt the pressure of her parents. Our parents, with the best of intentions, can guide our way. And then later, the person themselves starts to discover their own joys, their own passions, the things that get them out of bed in the morning. It doesn't necessarily mean that there are wrong things that have happened, but certainly we need to know how to steer the ship. Otherwise, what can happen is further down the pathway, there's a whole lot of either disappointment and frustration that they didn't follow the path, or if it's misdirected, maybe it's even bitterness towards people that tried to have involvement in your life and you didn't respond. So I guess this is where I feel the whole idea of the reset book that I'm hoping will come out can help prepare people that they see these things happening and actually can participate instead of letting it happen to them. So what's your thoughts? A 31-year-old who's got a career but has a dream. Is it a case, like I said, of my idea of retirement and writing books overlooking the beach that Brooke now needs to start writing her vision down? I can even imagine that she's probably got a whole lot of visual ideas about what this cafe would look like. Maybe she can start on the side actually, I guess, putting together a pin board or a scrapbook of things she'd love her cafe to look like. Another idea that she could have is to actually start visiting cafes and tourist attractions and writing ideas down. All of these things are incrementally bringing her back on course while not disturbing the fact that, hey, we all need a career, we need a job. She's probably extremely good at what she does. So we don't need to disturb the boat, but we need to make sure that it allows for the currents of life in order to finally get to the destination. What do you think of that idea? One of the things that I think that we actually lose in life is the idea of writing things down. Now, I don't know if you journal. I have sporadically, but I'm not at the moment. It's something that I actually want to get back involved in. But one of the things I'm pretty good at is writing notes and ideas down. Sometimes it's typing them down. Sometimes it's taking a photo of something that means something to me, and other times it's actually doing a quick audio recording. The great thing is we've got the ability to grab a pen, grab a blank piece of paper, and write things down. I've even got something that's really special to me, is a note that a friend wrote on the back of a serviette when we were having coffee at 12.30 at night, so after midnight one day, 
And I've actually held on to that for nearly 20 years now. So it's incredible how some of these tactile things really mean a lot to us. But also, you've got the ability with your phone today to really take down your ideas and collect them for the future for when the time is right. One thing that I'd really um, just put as an idea for you, there's a couple of phone apps that are very good at this. One is the Microsoft OneNote, and the other one is called Evernote. Both of them give you the ability to record audio pieces, to write things down, to type things down, and to take photos. So even when I've been out and about and maybe I've seen a billboard or I've seen something that I think maybe it's a book that I want to read, I can quickly take a photo of it and it's there for me to follow up later on. So there's a thought for you in terms of collecting all the ideas that might contribute to your future. Grab one of those, OneNote or Evernote. Uh, The great thing about OneNote is it's free. Evernote has a few other features that I like, but just an idea to write your vision down. There's actually a verse in the Bible that um, speaks about that. And I'll put it in the show notes for you later. Coming back to Brooke's situation, I think that's really the answer for her right now. She has that dream. The dream isn't dead. It's just a case of getting the timing right. And although she isn't steering directly towards it, allowing for life's currents and the things that are happening around her, she actually can still stay the course. Now, sometimes things do shift dramatically, and we have to allow for things that are happening in life. I know that there are many people that have set aside their own dreams so that they can care for a loved one. Maybe it's a a close family member, something that's happened from a health perspective. I know there are others that have actually put their plans on the shelf and next week we're going to be talking about what you do when you have to shelve a plan, whether it's for your own reasons, the sake of somebody else or the sake of an organisation, in order that you can actually get things done that need to be done right now. But this whole idea of things that shifted, it talks about gradual change. And I think probably one of the things that really speaks to me when I think about that is just this awareness that we don't want the currents of life to take us in the wrong direction without us being able to intentionally steer back on course. You know, the whole Titanic thing, it really was an awareness of, oh, there's a big iceberg coming up. What can we do to avoid it? And if only people had listened, if they had steered the course, we may not have had a movie. Jack might not have found Rose, and James Cameron may not have had a $2 billion blockbuster. But I digress. More importantly, we all need to know what our course is. We all need to have a vision for the future. So let's come back in a moment and finish this episode with three tips towards getting your course charted to the future. Reset 42. Tired, broken, blocked, wrong way? Whatever the reason, Reset 42 brings real-life stories of people like you and I who have reset to start again. So we're coming to the end of this week's episode of Reset 42, and I think one of the most important things that we can take out of this episode is that it's important to write your personal life vision down. That's a great start. However, just like a sea captain, you can imagine having a chart of the whole ocean in front of him could be overwhelming and probably not actually very useful for what he needs to do next. But writing down chapters or ideas that are part of the whole, they can be helpful. So here's three tips to help chart your way. The idea here is that you'll keep looking over your charts and checking your current position. If you do, then there's an opportunity to correct your path and stop, or at least adjust for any drift that's happening in your life. So here's tip number one. Start a journal, not just any journal, 
This is going to be your life course journal. It's for writing down only the big picture ideas. Now you can have parts of the book for family, career, holidays, and retirement. Now protect it from being filled with just the little incidental stuff of life. Have another book for that and keep that updated on a regular basis. Journal that down. But this is the life journal that you're going to be able to keep coming back to. Consider putting a six-monthly or an annual reminder in your calendar. So whether you're using an online calendar or you've got a, a notebook or something, just keep coming back to it about every six months to a year. And then you can ask yourself if you've added to it or updated your life course journal in the recent time. It'll be something you will then start to talk about more with either your significant life partner, family and friends, and that starts to help keeping you accountable. Tip number two, whenever a big life event comes into view, sit down and ask how this affects your life course, whether it's a career opportunity or maybe it's something in the negative like a a redundancy. In these moments, be willing to look at your journey more frequently. And when the storm comes or the opportunity comes, it's kind of like looking at the ship's radar and the captain wants to be able to chart a course around it or through it but it allows him to look at the consequences of maybe it's possibly lost time, or battening down the hatches when having to go through the storm. Or it's a great opportunity, but are we going to lose three days' travel time if we pull into that island in Tahiti? Yes, it's happened to the best of them. And finally, number three, think big and think long. Sometimes when life is getting us down, we only want to think about the next week or the next day, the next 24 hours. But instead, think about your destination and start planning back from there. I've mentioned my retirement plans. They're a few years off, but they excite me now. And I feel a great sense of joy and satisfaction whenever I'm thinking about what they will look like. This gives me a reason to get through the stages of life that I'm dealing with right here and now but I also know where I want to go. Now, one of the things that you're going to learn about me over the course of the Reset 42 podcast is that I absolutely love the movies. And my son, Ethan, he's now doing a film degree. One of the things we talk about is how movies are made. Now, here's two interesting parallels that come into this episode. The first is that many movies are made by the director filming the end first. They actually go to the end of the script and they block out those scenes, and they film the end of the movie. The great thing is, from here, the story and the rest of the film, and the characters, and of course the director, all know where they want to end up at the end. Another interesting aspect of filmmaking is that of course you have a script, and many films use the art of storytelling to develop what is known as the story arc. Now this age-old formula helps us know how the innocent hero will set off but also how they will overcome challenges in order to finish their quest, overcome evil, and keep or win the prize. Now, it may be time for you to start writing your story in a special set-aside life journal. I really encourage you to do it. Well, this has been the episode two for Reset 42. It's been an absolute privilege to be with you, but I hope we can continue the conversation. Join us in the Reset 42 Facebook group to talk about this episode helping Brooke, bringing her life back into alignment, maybe talking about how you're creating your life journal. And do you have a story to tell where your dream or priorities shifted? How did you reconnect with the idea? Was it through making small changes that brought you back? Or did you make one large, big adjustment in life 
to be to get back to your true north. Whatever it is, we'd love to hear from you in our Facebook group. Look up Reset42 and join us. What do you wish you knew right now that might have been a sign that your life was drifting or had shifted? If you've got some ideas for others on how to know when life is shifting or drifting, we'd love for you to join us in that Facebook group and talk about it. And of course, this is a podcast that we'd love people to share. Share the episode online using your podcast app or go to reset42.com and you'll be able to share it there. And I'll join you next week. I love the idea that we can reset life without losing all that we've gained. Think you'll come back for more? Make sure you subscribe to Reset 42 on your fave podcast platform. Leave a loving review my mother would smile at you for. Our show notes aren't hidden down the back of the couch. You can find them at www.andrewpitchford.com forward slash Reset 42.